Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record-holding athletes. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast, the podcast where we talk about things that are interesting and important to master swimmers. As usual, I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hey, Maria. Hey, Kelly. Good to see you. Good to see you. And we are really excited today. We have a treat in store for us. We're going to be talking with Brian Robbins. Brian is a former college swimmer, which we'll give you a little bit more detail on that. But Brian is the head grown-up of a business <laughs> called Grown Up Swimming. Grown Up Swimming has just been acquired by U.S. Master Swimming. We're going to get the full details on that in this show and if you like sprinting and you remember Summer League Swimming, you really want to stick around for this show. Even um, if you don't Brian, like sprinting and you just want to remember the fun of Summer League Swimming, you're going to love this. Yes, yes. So a little bit about Brian. As you meet him, you're going to hear he's got a great sense of humor. So when we have guests come on the show, they have to fill out a guest intake form, the very formal term. Some of them all just Come straight out of their bio. Brian writes that after spending many years chasing a black line up and down the pool, he landed a spot on a varsity team in the ACC that will remain anonymous to protect those involved. <laughs> in his time there, he scored a whopping 12 points in dual meets over four years <laughs> as part of a team that won two chili cook-offs. <laughs> in 2011, was squarely ranked in the top 10 of their six butterflyers. <laughs> in 2017, he took over as the league director of the Atlanta Adult Swim League as part of the Atlanta Swim Association. And in 2020, he formed Grown Up Swimming with the mission to bring adult summer league swimming to every town in the USA. And then in November of 2023, Grown Up Swimming was acquired by U.S. Master Swimming with that same goal. So Brian, welcome to the show. So thank glad. you. Thank you. It's good to be here. And I know this is an audio medium to the listeners. Kelly just read that with a straight face. And it was delightful. <laughs> Maria, I need you to dig in a little deeper and find out where Brian went to school. <laughs> it's not too hard, Brian. The bright light is going to shine in your eyes. Where did you go to school? Yeah, yeah I know the, the hard hitting journalistic <laughs> questions early on, right? Yeah, so I did go to Georgia Tech. My background is in swimming. I was a 200 freestyler, middle distance butterflyer, and I was recruited to Georgia Tech. I was an above average high school swimmer that found out very quickly that the NCAA was full of those, hence <laughs> the tongue in cheek background there. Did you have fun with it anyway? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a blast. I wouldn't trade it for the world. How yeah, about the, the chili, the chili year recipe. Yeah, big shout out to my teammates, Max Randolph and Johnny Herms, for teaming together for the chili cornbread <laughs> duo in 2009 and 2010. It was a, I can't even get through it. No, it was, it was a good time, right? You guys and, and the listeners will probably understand that, that swimming opens up so many doors, so many opportunities, being able to do it at the college level. Just wish I was a little bit faster, but who cares? Yeah, you had a great coach, Courtney Sheely, Olympic gold medalist, not too shabby. And she's, oh, yeah. she's a, a friend of the podcast. We love Courtney. But yeah, so seriously, we've had too much fun at the beginning here, and we need to buckle down a little bit and find out because this grown-up swimming is a really wonderful concept. So Let's just have you answer the question, what is grown-up swimming? 
The simple one word answer is that it's summer league swimming or rec league swimming for adults. The more tongue in cheek way to describe it is it's beer league kickball for the swimming world. I like Um, that. And and so if you go to any city around the United States, it's super easy to get plugged in with a pickup basketball game or a rec league softball game. They're everywhere. You just look at the pickleball movement that's happened in the last five years. It's insane. Adults need and want to be active and in community together. And in the swimming world, the rec league style competition or teams or or swimming events just haven't been there. And so what we do at Grown Up Swimming is we organize leagues that have a number of regular season meets. So three or four regular season meets that are based off of the Atlanta Summer League model. We'll get into kind of what that is in a second. And then one league championship at the end of the summer. I'm throwing a lot of words out that may need definitions behind them. So when I say Summer League, I grew up in Atlanta swimming for the Atlanta Swim Association. And Summer League for us was neighborhood versus neighborhood or HOA versus HOA. There were some country clubs in the league, but we had these like neighborhood community pools that everybody would have a team at. And our swim meets were on Thursday nights. We would show up, swim some 25s, swim in a relay, eat some gross nachos, <laughs> maybe some fun dip and airheads. And then we would go to, to get ice cream afterwards. And that was swimming. And then we grew up and we got serious and we wanted to set goals and do, oh, I got my quad A time and, and all that fun stuff that's also fun. And then you eventually get burned out. But that's the model that we have here in Atlanta. It's our sprint meets are 25s and 50s, 100 IM, 100 freestyle for the distance swimmers. The standard meet is based off of the 11 and over schedule where it's 50s of stroke, 100 IM. And then the championship, we get together and we decide the championship of the world in each city. (laughs) (laughs) And if your team wins, you get an awesome grown up swimming champions towel and a trophy that you can pour things in. And then that's it. Most of our teams will just practice from May to September when their neighborhood pool is open in the summer. And it's just a great time. It's what a lot of our adults will just do and plan around for the summer. Tell us the experience you've had with the leagues you've already set up. What's the feedback you get when people figure out, oh, yeah, this is just, for instance, the meet lasts an hour. How long does it last? Oh, yeah. Depending on the size of the league, it'll be about an hour and a half to two hours of swimming. And so right now we're in seven cities. We'll be in about 20 in 2024. And we show up on a Friday night in many cities. It doesn't have to be a Friday night. It really just depends on pool space in these neighborhoods. And we run about an hour and a half to two hours and people are just hooked. It's hard to grasp at first. If you have a history of like the fun laid back summer league, you can kind of picture it. But if you haven't had that experience from whether your kids are on the team or whether you grew up 20, 30, 40, 60 years ago doing it, it's hard to picture. And then people show up and we've got music bumping and we don't turn the volume down for the start because I don't know, when you see other people go, you can go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now we do strictly adhere to an 85% SLA on our timing accuracy. Okay. So- What's SLA? Service level agreement. We commit to having 85% 85%. accurate times. I think in Atlanta, the winner of the 53 on the women's side went a 19-2. So congratulations on the world record there. As you can imagine, we're not sanctioned. We do take the scoring of points pretty seriously because people get a little 
wrapped around the axle if you get that wrong. But no, it's just a ton of fun. It's supposed to feel like a backyard cookout or a pool party that you've just like wandered into to do a 25 breaststroke. You're acquired by U.S. Master Swimming and... A lot of our listeners are U.S. Master Swimmers, so they're wondering, do my 25 times count for this? And are the master's age groups going to transfer over? And even though it is backyard cookout fun, there's still some competitive level in the summer leagues. Yeah, but it's competitive in the way that I'm competitive when I'm playing my sisters in ping pong. I'm going to put them in the dirt when I'm playing (laughs) them in ping pong, and they know that. But we're going to have some fun doing it. For the U.S. Masters audience, we are part of USMS now. We are a separate entity and we're a separate rule book. None of our meets are sanctioned. So your 25 freestyle or your 50 freestyle time will not count. None of these meets are sanctioned. That's not the purpose of them. There will always be that market for the USMS swimmer because like top 10 times matter, state, national, world records matter. But that's not what we do at Grown Up. Though we're owned by USMS, we are a separate entity and we'll operate off of our, you can imagine by reading my bio, how serious our rules are. As an example, we do adhere to very specific stroke and turn rules and regulations as established by USA Swimming, but all DQs must be dual confirmed and we only have one referee. (laughs) So that's complicated. (laughs) Wait, I I just have to stop and interrupt you here because as most of our listeners know, Kelly is a serious swimmer and I'm not as serious. I do other things that I'm a goal setter, but as far as swimming goes, I haven't swum my whole life. And and this sounds like so much fun to me and and probably is a great way for those of us who aren't that comfortable with all the the really serious swimming to actually have fun again, get back into it. So I like it. And also, I know Kelly wants me to tell the story and I'm dying to tell it. So I'm married to... Kelly's brother, Jim, and he was an excellent swimmer in high school. And I guess as a young kid. And so he has the most solid self-esteem of any man that I have ever met. And I attribute it to this. Every Saturday, he would go to a swim meet and he would win five blue ribbons and whatever his events were, he won every one. And then they would go out for ice cream. His whole childhood was Five blue ribbons and ice cream every. I mean, what's not to love about that? When that was held, summer league. That, that was summer. summer that league. was summer league. And then when he got into high school, he's ah, this is no good. I got to get up early. I don't like it. So when Kelly told him about this, he was like, yes. <laughs> Jim believes thoroughly in participating in sports that he doesn't have to train for. So I mean, this is just going to be oh. right to Sally. Oh, Jim, <laughs> we're here for you. Anybody can get in and do a twenty-five breaststroke. Come on. <laughs> I'll I'll even print off the blue ribbons for you. That's great. I'm excited for this. And I think it'll be a great way for those of us who are a little bit intimidated by the master swimming to get back into just the joy and the pure fun of, as you say, recreational swimming. And I see how it meshes with the master swimming ethos, which is try to bring swimming to everyone. We fall under the USMS mission really well, where even within the USMS membership, I think it's something like only 30% of the membership will do a, a meet during the year. And so a ton of fitness swimmers, ton of folks that are just there for the community of it, right? Like you got some great USMS teams that are awesome at that the Friday afternoon happy hour and, and doing events together. And, and so for that 70% that are in it for reasons other than competition, Grown Up's a great light lift to come and, and hang out on a Friday night. And even for the more serious swimmers, we do a 
ceremonial multi-gen relay before the meet starts. So we don't time it. We time it even less rigidly than we time the rest of the events. (laughs) And we certainly don't score it. But you can line up there with your kids or your parents, depending on where you are in the age spectrum. And you can do a 2 by 25 relay or 3 by 25 relay with your kids. What about your grandkids? I love it. And your grandkids. The the origin was we had a, a swimmer who swam with her dad and her daughter. And so it was the multi-gen relay. That's uh, rare that that happens, but it's just a ton of fun for the novices who are getting into swimming for the first time ever or the first time in a long time, the folks that are still in that burnout phase in your 20s after high school or college, and then the super competitive top 10 national record holders as well. You guys have had Grown up swimming in seven markets, Atlanta, Houston, Jacksonville, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, and D.C. How did that go in those markets? Really well. Atlanta's been around for a long time, so it's a pretty established league. We continue to grow, I don't know, probably 100 swimmers every year. Just more and more people find out about it and get hooked. Launching in a new city on your own, not under the USMS umbrella, can sometimes be a little challenging. But as soon as people show up, it just takes off like a rocket. I think we had close to 200 people in DC for their first year ever. And it was just in the Montgomery County footprint up in Maryland. And the team captains up there are totally bought in. The league director there is fantastic, Lauren, running that league. The rest of them, the first couple of years, historically, we'd have 50 to 100 people in it. And then we would just double that and double that until until it got to a, a pretty good size. Because like I said, as soon as somebody shows up, they bring two friends the next time. How hard is it to get started if I wanted to start my own? To start a league, it's pretty straightforward, right? So we're actually hiring for league directors across the country right now. The league director position is a paid contractor position with Grown Up Swimming. And we've got all of the back-end tech set up for you. So that's what I was doing there in the first few years is building out the back end so that folks don't, a league director doesn't have to worry about insurance. We're under the USMS insurance. You don't have to worry about registrations or waivers or collecting meat entries or anything like that. They're just there to help folks recruit team captains and schedule swim meets and then have a blast when you're on the pool deck. So pretty straightforward in terms of getting started. And then to start a team, it's even simpler. It can be a master's club, it can be a neighborhood team, or it could be a random group of friends that you get together and just decide to do some relays together. Do people have to be members of U.S. Master Swimming to be part of Grown Up Swimming? No, this is totally separate from the USMS membership. Each league will have a registration that's due at the beginning of the season that covers the whole summer. You can be a member of USMS, but you don't have to be. And you can still be looped in under that insurance. How much time does it take a league uh, director if they decide they want to apply? How much time commitment is that? In season, it's about 10 hours a week. That season can be a month. It can be spread out two months. It really just depends on pool space. And then you got to have goofy meetings with me, for better or for worse, as you run in the league. How many leagues do you have? Do you have the country divided up or how many leagues are you going to have? We're targeting right now about 25 cities that we've listed out. I won't bore you with a whole outline list of that. But when y'all were reading off of the existing markets or the existing leagues, it's East Coast, right? I'm in Atlanta. And this was until recently a a side job for me. And so I kept it Eastern Seaboard. We're going to be doing a big push on the West Coast. 
we're going to be getting into the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest as we expand. You've already established what those number of cities are going to be. Beyond that, what are your plans for 2024? Recruiting league directors, getting these leagues started, helping them schedule meets. We'll be doing a few pretty fun things here and there. We'll be coming up on our third ever all-star meet, which is just a trip to the beach where you can represent instead of your team, you represent your city or your league. We'll be doing that, at least one of those this fall. And again, the goal of grown-up swimming, going back to when I started as the league director in Atlanta, the goal is always to be hey, make this as accessible to as many people as possible. And so that's my goal. People need this in their lives, whether they know it or not. It's just too much fun. I can talk to you guys till I'm blue in the face about the benefits of swimming as you grow up and continue to grow up no matter how old you are. And just the easy access to swimming is so important. My goal with 2024 for the next 20 years is to get this as accessible as possible to everybody. So if people want to get involved, what do they need to do? They can email me directly at brian at grownupswimming.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at grownupswimming.com. Or they can learn more at grownupswimming.com. We've got a little descriptor of what it takes to start a league, what it takes to start a team, all on grownupswimming.com. That's great. If I just want to do it, can I get on grownupswimming.com and find the nearest league or team? You can. We've got a list of existing leagues. We've got a list of the target leagues on that page as well under find your league. And you can hop on any of the existing ones or you can say, yeah, we do need this in my market. Yeah. So you described it as a cookout with some swimming. Is there usually food involved? I'm I'm all in if there's food. It depends on the league. In the past, we've had food trucks. We've had cookouts. We've had a meetup at the local pizza joint afterwards. We've had pools decide that they're going to cater it or open up their concession stand. We really do encourage that. For a while, we were doing a potluck. That's only sustainable for so long. Once you get 500 people in your league, a potluck gets to be complicated. But yes, there's pretty much always some kind of social involved during or after the meet. You're obviously creative. You're obviously a success in business. You're a champion. And besides just hearing about Grown Up Swimming, to know you a little better, we're going to do a sprint around with you. But before we go there, is there anything that we have not asked you about Grown Up Swimming that you think our listeners would like to know? I think you've asked it already, but I just want to reemphasize, y'all need this in your cities. And reach out to me if you want to be a league director or if you want to sign up your husband to be a league director. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I love it. Just to reiterate, this is a new partnership with U.S. Master Swimming, and that's really enabling you to help it grow. So that's been a great thing for grown-up swimming. You want to talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. Up until very recently, this was something that I was doing part-time, juggling a, a full-time career, full-time parenthood. God bless my wife, Kristen, in supporting that lifestyle. And the partnership with USMS allows me to put all my time and effort vocationally into grown-up swimming. I report to the league directors in each city effectively. And if you got some of them in the past couple of years in an honest moment, they might say, yeah, Brian's super busy. I wish he had more time to do whatever, or help me out or fly out to city XYZ to run an info session or something like that. And now I get to do that and really pour my time into supporting these leagues as they get off the ground. 
And USMS, it's a perfect match from their standpoint as a feeder program, as a place to land non-competitive athletes, as a, all of the, the reasons that this partnership can really work together. Beautiful. All right. Are you ready for the sprinter round so we can get to know you a little bit better? I'll give you a few questions and then Maria will give you a few. All right. You bet. What is your favorite sandwich, Brian? Oh, got to go with the uh, turkey club. What do you own that you should throw out? Too many golf balls. Oh, I'm married to a man like that. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest animal? A shark. But anything underwater. Water's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally Always. agree. Anything you're going to run into while you're swimming that's not a human. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. What celebrity would you most like to meet? I'll go Will Ferrell. And what do you think the hardest swimming event is in the pool? 200 butterfly. <laughs> All right. That one might have been too fast. I answered too fast. <laughs> your favorite smell? Cinnamon. Do you make your bed every morning? Whoa, this is recorded, isn't it? No, <laughs> I do not. Kickboard or no kickboard? No kickboard. Window or aisle? Window. Describe your life in five words. Hectic, but enjoyable. Mm, nice. And the last one is, what word comes to mind when you dive into the water? Gosh, this is cold. <laughs> the I love it. I wasn't sure if that was the response to the question or the actual answer. That was good. <laughs> Either one works. Good inflection. All right, Brian, this has been so great and so exciting for uh, Grown Up Swimming, and we can't wait for everybody to, yeah. to hear about it and get yeah. involved. It sounds like an amazing project, and yeah, I think it's going to change swimming for adults. Wonderful. Well, Kelly, Maria, I really appreciate your time today, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this summer. Thank you for listening to the Champions Mojo podcast. Did you enjoy the show? We'd be grateful if you would leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. And we'd also love to hear from you. We're on all social media platforms, or you can reach us at championsmojo.com.